Thank you so much for tuning in to the first PFWB podcast. When I came on staff a couple of months ago, I was so excited to hear the vision of our general superintendent, Randy Carter. And one of the ways that he wanted to express his vision was through looking for uh, more ways that we could minister. And so here we are with our first podcast, and here I am in the Resource Center with our General Superintendent, Randy Carter. And a couple of months ago, uh, Randy, you had the opportunity to share with uh, ministers and leaders and lay leaders all across our denomination part of your heart and your soul and your passion mm-hmm. um, for, for for our great organization. Right. And you shared about the 2020 vision. So mm-hmm. I wanted to take the opportunity, and, and if you don't mind, share some of that, that passion with us today. Sure, sure. Thank you, Chris, and it is good to be with you, and I'm glad that we're using this new technology to sort of get the message out. Uh, yeah, when I, when I became general superintendent and I began to pray about, you know, God, what, what next? What now? What, what, what am I supposed to do? Where are we supposed to go? Uh, where am I supposed to lead this organization for the time that you've allowed me to serve? Uh, this phrase, 2020 vision, just kind of dropped in my spirit, and I began to pray and think about, what would this organization look like in the year 2020? If, if God was to breathe on what we're doing and to bless what we're doing, what would it look like four years from now in the year 2020? And so we coined that phrase 2020 vision. So yeah, at the Healthy Church Conference, uh, if, if you were able to be there, uh, I shared a little bit of that, uh, of what my vision was. And I sort of introduced a, a, by, a byline or a tagline that I called a life-giving organization. And so if someone was to ask me, well, what's your vision for the Pentecostal Free Will Baptist? I would say it is that we would become known as a life-giving organization. That, that phrase, life-giving. Um, let me see if I can describe it this way. If you're like me, you've probably been around some people uh, who, I don't know any other way to say it, they just kind of suck the life out of you. You know, you, you, when you're done with that meeting or that meal or that evening or whatever, you just feel drained. Uh, and, and there are folks like that. And, and, but then on the other hand, if you're like me, you've probably been around people that just the opposite, they breathe life into you. And so when you're around them, you feel energized and revived and you want the, the time to just go on and on. And afterwards you feel the better for having been around them. They have breathed life into you. Well, I don't know about you, but if I had the choice, I'd rather be around people who breathe life into me than people who take life out of me. And, and I got to thinking, you know, we as a church, we as an organization, we ought to be that kind of organization that, that we, out of this resource center, we come alongside our pastors and our ministry leaders, and we breathe new life into them. Uh, we help train and motivate and equip them to breathe new life into the congregation that they serve. And to take it a step further, we partner with them to breathe new life into the communities where they serve. Uh, if you're like me, and we've both been in ministry a fair amount of years, we've probably encountered people out there in the world that are just just kind of going through the motions. I mean, they're not they're not enjoying life; they're just enduring it. You know, they're just kind of existing and and, and going along. They're dying. They're some of them are dying, and they know they're dying. They know their marriage is dying. They know their, their, their relationship with their kids is dying or with their siblings or with their parents uh, at work. They're dying. There's folks out there just going through the motions and, and they need somebody to breathe new life into them. And then there's some that are out there, they're dying and they don't even know it. And they don't even realize just how bad it is until somebody tells them. Well, they're the people that we're called to, to reach and to touch and to minister to. And so, I began to think, what if we as an organization could position ourselves 
to where we were breathing new life into them. So that phrase, a life-giving organization. If you haven't already heard me talk about it, if you haven't already seen it, you're going to. You're going to hear me talk a lot about it. You're going to see it everywhere we can post it. You're going to see us talking about the PFWB, a life-giving organization. Yeah, and Randy, I appreciate you sharing that. And and I've had the opportunity to, to serve on staff with you and see you in meetings. And I know some folks across our organization have been able to hear the word life quite a bit. Now, for, for our listeners that are out there today who, who may not know, or even as a good reminder for those who are listening in today, um, how would you describe, how would you break down the word life? Well, that's a good question. And uh, what I did when I began to pray about this, I kind of came up with an acrostic. So L-I-F-E, I came up with four things that are going to be like guiding principles. They're going to be like the foundational pillars or the bedrock of everything we do for the next four years from now to the year 2020. And so the letter L then stands for leadership, Uh, leadership development, because here's what I know about leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership, everything. And I've heard that quoted many, many times. I'm not even sure who gets credit for that. It's certainly not original with me, but I do believe it. Everything in any organization rises and falls on leadership. And I believe that every leader can become a better leader. So I I sense a responsibility as superintendent and, and that we as a staff are always looking for ways to develop the leaders in our organization into better leaders. So if you're a five on a scale of one to 10 as a leader, then our job is to come alongside and help you become a seven. If you're a a seven, then we want to help you become a 10. If you're a 10, then then we want you to come help us help somebody else because you could probably help all of us if you're a 10. But leadership development, and, and I think we owe it to the youngest among our leaders to help develop them. And that's why we've come out with something we're calling Young Leaders Hangout. We've already had one of those. We've got another one coming up uh, in just a few months where we just pull together those you know, 20-somethings, 30-somethings into a room and we just pour into them as young leaders and develop them into, into better leaders. And, and not only the youngest among us, but the oldest among us. So those senior leaders who've been in this organization even longer than me and you, uh, they can become better leaders. I used to say it like this, the moment you stop growing as a leader, you stop leading and you start following. The moment you stop reading leader, uh, leadership books or journals, the moment you stop listening to podcasts on leadership, the moment you stop studying scriptures on leadership and praying about your leadership level, the moment you stop doing those things, you really stop leading and, and you're no longer a leader, you're a follower. And so we all ought to always be wanting to become better leaders. So Our commitment in these four years is to provide training and resources, things like webinars and seminars, newsletters, blogs, anything and everything we can do to help all of us develop as leaders. So the L stands for leadership development. The I stands for increase, increase in numbers. Because let's face it, numbers matter. Uh, Every pastor ought to want their church to grow. And I believe every church can grow some. And the good news is, we've got a little bit of experience at this and we've got guys on staff here that know how to grow a church. And so uh, a commitment we're making to our pastors, those who lead ministries across this organization is that we want to come alongside and help you help your church grow, help you help your ministry grow. So on the one hand, it's about helping churches grow numerically. And I'm not talking about a diseased 
lust for numbers. I'm talking about a divine love for souls. Uh, he cares about them, so we ought to care about them. One of our values here in our office, as you know, is people matter to God. All people matter to God. And if they matter to God, then they should matter to us. And so part of this increase in numbers is about helping our churches grow numerically. That's part of it. The other part is helping our organization grow numerically. And that is to say, planting new churches. And listen, we've only got about 10 or 12 minutes in this podcast, so don't even get me started. But this is something I'm truly passionate about. It's been a part of my ministry career for 35 plus years. I believe that the long range uh, sustainability of organizations like ours depends on strategically planting new churches in key areas. So as you know, here on staff, we're already sitting around the table. We're bringing the right people to the table. Uh, we've ordered our map. Y'all have heard me talk about this for some time now. I got my map. I've got it on an easel, and I'm fixing to stick some pins in it because I believe God is going to direct us of where it is we're going to plant the next Pentecostal Free Will Baptist churches. And Chris, I believe as we put that strategic plan out there, God's going to start speaking to the hearts of, of men and women across this organization, ministers, and they're going to step up and they're going to say, put me in coach. I want to be a part of this. I want to go to that city or this city, and I want to be a part of a team to plant a church. And I just believe we're going to see sort of a revolution of church planting. So that's part of this increase in numbers. So L is for leadership development. I is for increase in numbers. And F stands for something, I, I don't know where I ever heard this, maybe I coined this phrase, I don't know, but I just call it the faith walk. And, and that's what this spiritual journey is uh, from the time we start walking with the Lord until glory. It, it's a faith walk. And, and, and I was thinking about this, getting ready for this podcast today, that too often in church life, we ask only two questions. And, and those two questions are how much and how many, you know, how much did you take up in the offering and how many did you have in attendance? And I'm not saying those are bad questions. They're, they're good questions. And every leader, every pastor needs to ask those questions. What I'm saying is they're not necessarily the most important questions and they're not necessarily the most urgent questions today, right now. Uh, I think there's a whole nother set of questions that we've got to start asking. And that set of question gets at this matter of our faith walk. Not just how much did you take up and how many did you have in attendance, but I'm talking about us starting a conversation across our, our, our organization where we're asking questions like, how many did you baptize in water last year? Or uh, how many people took a step toward holiness, a commitment to live a sanctified life in the last six months? Or how many people this past quarter uh, uh, entered into a deeper walk in the spirit of saying, I want, I want to walk in, the, you know, be spirit filled in my Christian walk and, and be led by the spirit. Uh, those are, those are the, the kind of questions I'm talking about when I mention this matter of, of, our, of our faith walk. Questions like, uh, do my people uh, pray or do they just come to church and listen to me pray? Do my people read their Bibles or do they just come to Wednesday night Bible study and hear the preacher, you know, teach a, a Bible lesson? Uh, are, are my people becoming more loving or are they becoming more hateful? Are my people more generous or are they more stingy? Th those are the kinds of questions. And what we're really getting at there is how's your walk? How, how's your faith walk? And I think we as an organization have got to just raise the awareness level on this one and, and, and find a way to help our pastors and our leaders get their head around, get their hands around this whole issue of 
are my people becoming more spiritual? Are they becoming more like Jesus? And so that's sort of what I mean when I talk about the faith walk. So, so the L stands for leadership, the I stands for increase, the F stands for faith walk, and then the E stands for equipping, equipping the church, or as, as many of us put it, equipping the saints, you know, Ephesians 4. And, and so this is kind of like the, the discipleship component of, of, of my vision. And it, it, for some, it has to do with, with how we do Sunday school. I believe a lot of our PFWB churches need to keep doing Sunday school. They just need to do it better, you know, better recruitment of teachers, better training of your teachers, better curriculum selections, maybe a better teaching environment, kind of spruce it up a little bit, make it more enticing to the age group. They need to keep doing Sunday school. They just need to do it better. But for some of our churches, it may be time to say, you know what? We need to keep accomplishing what Sunday school was intended to accomplish. We just need to find other ways to do it. And for some, that may mean switching to something like a small group or a home group ministry uh, to accomplish that same thing. But whatever the case, uh, it's a commitment to equipping and discipling. And uh, as I'm speaking to you here on this podcast, as our CLM director, Christian Life Ministries director, that's your baby. I mean, that, that's kind of, that's in your lap, so to speak. Uh, I view Christian Life Ministries as the discipleship arm of the PFWB. So uh, that's part of why you're on staff, on board here, is to be available to go out and help our guys out there in the churches uh, with this issue of, of discipleship. And so uh, that that's that's what life is all about. L-I-F-E, leadership, increase, faith walk, and, uh, and, and equipping. And so if people ask me, what's your vision? Uh, I hope you got time because I can, I can give you an earful. It's that we would become a life-giving organization, uh, that our commitment is to leadership development, increase in numbers, the faith walk, and, uh, and, and equipping the saints. Now, let, let, let me just, before I hand it back to you, let me close with this. Uh, I heard uh, Bill Hybels a couple of years ago give the best definition I've ever heard of leadership. He said, leadership is moving a group of people from here to there. And then he said this. He said, if you can convince that group of people of why they can't stay here, then they will beg you to tell them how to get there. And when I heard that, I thought, wow, that's the best definition I've ever heard of leadership. Well, here's what I want to say as we close this podcast today to the PFWB, to our organization. Um, we can't stay here. We can't. We can't stay here. We've got to go there. Now, don't get me wrong. For us, for the PFWB today, here is not a bad place. I mean, we're in a pretty good place. God has blessed this organization, and we've got resources, and, and, and we've got the people, and, and it's a good place. Where we are, those who came before me, my dad who led us for 25 years, uh, Pastor Don Sauls who led us for 12 years, our previous general superintendent, uh, Reverend Preston Heath, who led us faithfully for 20 years, just stepped down uh, just this past uh, September when I took office. He led us well. They led us well. So here is not a bad place. It's just that there is always a better place. So, so we can't stay here. We've got to go there. And I'm calling on all of our pastors and ministers. I'm calling on those who lead different programs and ministries in our churches. I'm calling on anybody who calls PFWB, you know, home. This is your banner. You operate under the banner of this organization. Join with us 
as we realize the dream, as we realize the vision that God has given us. And I believe, and it'll be here before we know it, I believe in 2020, we're going to be able to step back and say, look what God did. Look what God did. A life-giving organization. That's my vision, Chris, uh, for our organization from now to 2020. Amen. Thank you to our General Superintendent, Randy Carter, for sharing his heart and soul with us today. And we want to say uh, thank you to you again as our listeners. Thank you for tuning into this podcast, and uh, we hope that you will tune in with us in the months to come. Uh, we'll be releasing one each month, and uh, each time we fill with practical training and uh, resources to help you out. And so God bless you. Have a great day.